Now, research into non-compliance, non-adherence, I mean, again, the terms were used interchangeably. So if you look at the research or you read papers about um, patient behaviour in medicine taking, you know, you're still going to see the term compliance used to some extent for the research that's sort of gone on in the past. But research uh, has focused on measuring non-adherence, so its ex extent, how many people are non-adherent with treatment, and to what extent they're non-adherent, establishing the determinants of non-adherence, and assessing interventions to improve adherence. And that came about, the, the boom in research came about in the 70s when I think there was an acknowledgement that non-adherence could actually have a, a negative impact on patient well-being. So therefore, what is the scale of the problem? Well, there's a, a sort of figures that have converged at between a third and a half of all medicines prescribed for long-term conditions are not taken as recommended. And that's sort of, we say the figures converge at that. The, ex the extent of non-adherence can differ depending on, on a number of factors when you're actually doing a, a research into it. So it can depend on the setting. So if you, might, if you were measuring adherence in a clinical trial setting, then that might, those patients might be more adherent than if you're measuring adherence in a, a more natural setting. Um, because obviously there's going to be more surveillance of those patients. It can differ on, uh, depending on the, on the condition that's being treated. Um, it can depend on actually what you define as being non-adherence. Most studies don't, if they define somebody as being non-adherent, they're not, they're not looking for 100% adherence because it's not achievable. So what they'd usually do is set a figure of about 80%. So anybody who's 80% or over, they would consider as being adherent with treatment. It also depends on whether they decide they're measuring adherence as they've had a prescription but it's not been dispensed. Um, they've had the treatment but they've discontinued it, or if you're measuring the percentage of days that a patient goes without treatment. So it does all vary, but you've sort of come to this figure of about a third to half, so 50%. And the World Health Organization, they themselves made, had a report on non-adherence to long-term condition therapies. And they said that it's a worldwide problem of striking magnitude, and a problem not just to developed countries, but of developing countries also. Obviously, the impact of non-adherence will grow as the burden of long-term conditions grows, because the more people you have with long-term conditions, the more treatments they're taking, the more like, you know, the more potentially more people who will not be taking the treatment as recommended. The World Health Organization said that uh, non-communicable disease, mental health problems, HIV, AIDS and tuberculosis account for 54% of the burden of illness worldwide. And that's likely to increase to 64% um, by about 2020. So just those few things um, accounting for a huge burden of illness and therefore non-adherence will, will increase the burden of those. So that's sort of a general figure about the scale of the problem. Just to give you an idea about the scale of the problem in relation to particular conditions. Um, depression, for example, research in the UK, the USA and France. In the UK, up to two-thirds of patients with depression who start courses of treatment stop within one month. In France, there's 